wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you Everybody's, uh, this is my, this is my bit uh, Everybody's, all the boomers on Facebook are freaking out Because they can't share news stories anymore And, uh like, I don't think anybody realizes that just nobody ever wanted to see their news stories. <laughs> like, like I, don't, I don't know if I can stress enough how much I don't want to see anybody share news stories on, on any social media ever. Like, like, but I guess, like, if, if you, like, follow global news on Facebook, you can't see anything there, too, right? 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 Was that, I don't know. I don't even care. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get my news. It's a great Facebook. thing. It's great. A lot get of rid people of it on did. There. Yeah, and look at the world. Look what's happened. At the same time, I don't know. It seems like it's backfired. Why? Because now, like, people are just going to get their news not from legitimate sources because they're oh, still so going to get their news on Facebook. The news industry. I see what you're saying. Yes. Oh, no, okay. no. It's I, just people are going to get further, further down, like the the rabbit hole. Oh, they're stuff. already lost. It's 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 over. Uh, I don't know. I know people on the edge who uh, who get their news from Facebook, and now they're not going to. I guess. Uh, How can you be on the, if you are on the edge, you are garbage. Garbage. <laughs> that's the new that's the saying, garbage. <laughs> There's no like edge. That, but... You're either trash or not. You either believe in parents' rights or you you're you're not an idiot. Those are your two choices. I'm on the edge. Carter's a centrist. I keep forgetting. <laughs> you do forget. <laughs> together with together with Heather Carter. <laughs> Brent Carter's absolutely voting for Heather. One hundred percent. Had some interactions at uh places of business i guess you could say there maybe at the bank and you're just waiting you're waiting and some old person's getting cash and he says like the worst thing to the young girl working oh, you no. got a nice you got a nice smile you should smile more oh no <laughs> oh no. women hate that man that's more the than thing anything. you can't say no but he said it are you serious yeah did she oh. just blast him? No, no. But I felt the uh, the cringe from a distance. I was like, oh, frick. You, you think she enjoyed that. it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, It's kind of, it's funny, but I don't know. I don't know. I bet you get that a lot because it's mostly just old people at the bank, hey? The bank is busy. Like, who's going at the bank? Yeah, I don't really understand why people ever have to go to the bank, ever. Yeah. Unless it's something major. I guess there's just that much major stuff. I mean, I, I'd say bank visits and lawyer visits are on par, and you're always busy, right? So, like, I guess people are doing big stuff. They need a bank. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh, and then uh, yeah, went, to, uh, went to the good old Walmart pharmacy the other day. And... Uh, Link gets carsick sometimes, so needs some children's gravel behind the counter. 
So I get there. There's no one at the counter. There's someone waiting in front of me. And, uh, the pharmacist assistant uh, is busy, but then she notices her friend is uh, in in the aisle shopping around. So they start talking. They start talking. Uh, she comes out to try to help her find these gummies and stuff, and it's like, okay, there's two people in line. Like, okay. And then she finally comes back, and uh, she's like, I can help whoever's next. And I say to the person in front of me, I was like, no, you're here. You go first. And they go, no, I've been I've been waiting 45 minutes. And <laughs> then she starts yelling at the pharmacist assistant. You told me to come back in a half an hour, and it's been 45 to an hour. Ooh. And she's like, it's very busy here, ma'am. It's like, you're just chatting with your friends, getting gummies for them. And they just start uh, going back and forth. I'm like, holy moly. And I, was, I felt bad for the pharmacist assistant there. And then um, I'm like, wow, finally, finally my turn. And she's like, I'm like children's gravel. She's like liquid or chewable. I said, chewable. She said, okay. And then she goes to the back and gets it. She said, you said chewable, right? I said, yes. And I pay for it. And I get home. Freaking liquid. Freaking liquid. That freaking pharmacy is says that She's the worst. <laughs> this girl should be fired. I need to go back and say, you got a nice smile. You should smile more. And quit, and quit talking to your friends about yeah. gummies. This person's like 60, though, so maybe it'd be weird oh. if I said that to her. It wasn't like the, the 20-year-old bank teller and the 80-year-old guy. You got a nice smile. You should smile more. Yeah, yeah you tell a 60-year-old woman she's got a nice smile, she might give you a number, Carter. Have we ever talked about dwarf on golf? Dwarf? Dwarf on golf. That's it. Sorry. Dwarf on golf. I never understood that whole series. So it's Tim Conway plays a little person teaching you how to play golf there. And he's basically standing in a hole and the shoes are like in front of his knees. So uh, that's the joke. And Super Dave, except that. <laughs> The set design was pretty easy. We just need to dig a hole here. What about dig yeah. a hole over there? Okay, good. Exactly. And one over there on the green. <laughs> good. Here we go. So it's a 30-minute video made in 1987, and it uh, was oh my god, it was on. It was being sold for 29.95, which is a lot of money for 1987, and uh, it had sold 360,000 copies by two years after by 1989 so that's a lot of money 29.95 360,000 copies but the funniest part of it is how it's exposed to it is uh grade eight in grade eight dauphin uh english we had to learn about comedy so <laughs> we learned about classical comedy like uh the marx brothers and you know uh um you know um oh god simon is it simon and schuster Simon and Simon and Garfunkel and Patrick. No, <laughs> Schuster and Schuster. Oh, my grade eight, it's it's falling apart. And so it was, you know, classical comedy. Uh, who's on first? Yeah, that that stuff. That's who's that? Whatever. Where's that? Who's they? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Anyways. keep going, Carter. We don't need. And then that was comedy. No, it was. <laughs> It was these classical comedy, and then dwarf on golf. 
fits we right in. Burford Golf for like our keys in a pod. 1998. Uh, here's you got to teach your kids about comedy, and the teacher puts on this half hour uh, dwarf on golf video, and that was wow. supposed to be unbelievable. Is it funny? No, no, it's it's like I think it's going for the naked gun kind of mm-hmm. not. Genre. If there's nothing related, just maybe in production quality, maybe. It's like No, it's not even that. It's like it's bad. It's bad at what it's even trying to be, which is something bad. You know who I forgot about was Richard Simmons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is like did he do anything ever to become famous or is just Fitness videos. Sweat into, or... sweat into the oldies. Is that was his thing? That was his thing. Uh, I always just wondered why this guy was always on TV Video, shows. Videos hilarious. were big in the eighties. So he was sweating to the oldies. I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew he was a fitness guy, and I always thought he was hilarious. But he was great on like Letterman. Um, yeah, I just never understood why he even existed. Like, it was kind of like, you know, when they'd bring in a zoo guy and it'd be like this weird thing. Yeah, but it's Jack like, I get Hannah, it. Yeah. I get it. You work at a zoo or like, but then there's Richard Simmons. I was like, so you jog? <laughs> He's like, I just, I, I didn't understand what his superpower was, but now I get it. <laughs> he did. He did sweat into the oldies. The, the funny thing about showing Dwarf on golf as well is it was quite old by the time, you know, it was grade eight. It'd be like you guys teaching a history of comedy thing and just showing old memes like Techno Viking, I Like Turtles, uh, Taze on Day, Chocolate Rain. <laughs> like I'm just on the Weezer, Pork and Beans music video, like all that, all your bass belonged to us. <laughs> Be like, this is the height of comedy, kids. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, no, Leroy, yeah. Uh, this is the height of comedy. You got your classical, then a bunch of crap, and then you go, you're getting into the Chocolate Rain video. I, will, I had a show, deep I voice. Will it was hilarious. I will show my students Boom Goes the Dynamite, though. <laughs> yeah, that one was never that popular, though. That's more of a you, you're, you, it's a your thing, hey? It's just painful. It's just, to me, it's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. We could make a pretty sick class about good st- This is the good stuff. Yeah, this is actually, like, it's like history of memes. That's what a class should be. Mm <laughs> hmm. But do you think if you could... Is there like, a here's, whole here's history course just in... taught through memes? There might be. So what, you have an hour, a 30-hour class on memes, Brent? Yes. Modern. You could. It, there is, of course. I'm sure there is. Yeah, of course. I imagine there'd be. Could I make one? Probably pretty quickly. It might take some work to improve it, but... But you were you were in the you were in the meme space before when people were still calling them memes. That was like two thousand six. Yeah, you were on places on the internet that were funny that I couldn't comprehend or find. Very true. And they mm-hmm. they put they put the Mentos in the Coke and it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> This is hilarious, you guys.
<laughs> Maybe that's our podcast. Our podcast is stuck in 2011, 2010. I'm... Oh, we never got it better. Yeah, no, I think give us 30, yeah. Pay us, I don't know, a fair sum of money to put it together. I think oh, to build a, a curriculum. Master... Could we make a 30-hour master class? This is the stuff you need to see. The funny stuff since. Mm. What's the starting point? The internet? I, yeah, I guess Mr. T. Mr. T, yes, and Macho Man in the History of the Universe. Yeah. Although Mr. not T. his famous website. It was a great <laughs> website. Still think one of us made it, but... <laughs> Mm, I see. I see. We've got an enrollee already. It's the former dean of law school at University of Manitoba, using embezzled funds to pay for his own education. Weren't we taking down the law school or something recently, Carter? Huh? Weren't we taking someone down and related to law schools uh, on the pod? Didn't we have a beef with some law school? Can't remember. Oh, or the U of M and their student ambassador yeah we did that too their president student president was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Artist. gary, gary, gary it's just, there. It's just yeah. the whole institute yeah so the whole when I institution to, i went to law school and we didn't really have uh we had like an interim dean because they were they were searching for the right someone and boy did they find him proper english barrister Ooh, common Mr. law Mr. Jonathan Blackbirch, at your service, Dean of Law School here at Robson Hall. I never met the guy, but he, he didn't last long. <laughs> I guess about seven or eight professors wrote an anonymous letter saying, This guy is stealing! No! <laughs> and so uh, he went back to England and became a dean there or something, and then U of M had to rat him out to the English Law School, and then he got fired. But yeah, it sort of finally came out uh, on Monday what he was doing. Took half a million dollars uh, from a fund and to basically pay for meals and Harvard and Yale Law School courses too. Uh, There's nothing to, wrong with getting education. Yeah. I, I guess... So most professors in law school uh, have, well, there's the more practical ones, which are actual working lawyers. And then there's uh, the professor types who have their master's of in law. And only one had their actual PhD. This guy had his, uh, it was just, his his CV is just insane. It's all uh, Yale, Harvard, and he's got a PhD. Level. Yeah. <laughs> so he's insanely well-educated. Um, guess who the worst professor was in all of law school? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that don't always mean anything. Let me tell you. Oh, teaching, yeah. You either can or you can't. Yeah. Uh, the part, you know, the the biggest thing is uh, he couldn't remember what he said the day before, and he wasn't old either. So it was. This is when the Jays were really exciting, the bat flip, uh, I think, and everything like that. And they're playing Texas, and every day he'd be like, you know what? I really like that Josh Hamilton and would go into the same diatribe every day and be like, yeah, you said this. That's why I'm watching yeah. the game on my laptop instead of writing notes. And then we went to Israel with him and uh, for like three hours, we'd hear from like uh, 
a professor at the Israel school talking about Israeli law and like, you know, this is the guy that you should be listening to, or they'd bring in a rabbi or something like that. And like, wow, what great primary source. And then it's time for lunch. We're hungry. We want to go. And then he'd get up and be like, so I'm going to, I'm going to recap what we all heard today. <laughs> he would just oh, no. reiterate for like 20 minutes what the expert came in that we just heard from. And did the just, expert have uh, to sit through it? I he did. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. This is how. This is how, like, you know, uh, the Supreme Court works. So, like, let's bring in an actual Supreme Court justice from from Israel to talk, and then he'll like sit down, and then good old Yovam professor. So that's how the court works here in, in Israel, and be like, yeah, the Supreme Court justice is right in that chair there, and he just talked for two hours. We don't need this. We're hungry. Take oh your Harvard God. PhD. There's some damn good food here. in Israel too. There is a very good food in Israel. And his guys talking. Yeah, yeah. When you've got bad segments, you got to go to the well. You got to go to what's good. You got to go to my Jamaica dude. Oh, no. <laughs> so I go so, to this? Brent, he's getting silly on us. Yeah. I think he had too much juice. I think he had juice. He snuck one of the, he snuck Wilder's juice. Wilder flushed the toothpaste down the toilet. He's like, "That's it. I'm having your juice." Uh, yeah. Now he's got the giggles. So the second right. main, second main story on Jamaica news: trans student gets scholarship to attend university. Not touching that one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was. A very well written article, I think, and, and quite educational. But it's just like, hey, you know, trans people can get scholarships too. <laughs> Another headline: frustrated. They can't, they can't exist, or we'll kill them. Yeah. <laughs> frustrated dad hits son for getting bad grades. I like, like that one. <laughs> yeah, tale as old as time. Exactly. The twist is the son is 17 years old. I <laughs> feel like an eight-year-old. That's getting a little old to hit someone because they might hit you Get back in the when you're 17. Yeah, exactly. And they might be able to take you out. Exactly. So this is the one I'm actually going to read. This is on the entertainment section, and this is just from, I guess, yesterday. Headline, Tough Head, T-U-F-F-H-E-A-D, feels no pain from pan cover and then it's got a picture of this guy getting beat over the head with uh like metal plates and uh tough head center gets a battering so the article is local dancer tough head has a strong threshold for pain and said he has no signs of head trauma as he continues to thrill audiences with his popular pan cover dance in which he is hit in the head with an object Toughhead, whose real name is Matthew Maxwell, said he's been dancing the last 20 years, but admitted that his career had just gained the impetus he needed. Like, what's gone with the Jamaica Star with this impetus and threshold? Remember how poorly it used to be written? Yeah, um, quality. Yeah, <laughs> chatbot writing it. <laughs> um, he has likened his career's rise to that of a rocket going into orbit. He is a member of a three-man dancing group, World Toughhead Squad, with members... <laughs> Junior Tough and Johnny Tough. He said the dance group has a name changed last year after popular disc jock Boom Boom 
gave them the new moniker at a September staging of Uptown Mondays, and their dance careers have been burgeoning since. DJs are such a big deal in Jamaica. Oh, I, the culture there is insane. Yeah, the, like the whole history of that style of music is incredible. Yeah, like number two was that a scholarship. Number one was DJ uh, story. Uh, so, and then, uh-oh, me not even know how Fi describe it. It all faster than me, he said. To onlookers, the popular pan cover dance may appear painful, but the Portmore St. Catherine dancer admitted there is a technique he uses to ensure his safety, even as Junior and Johnny hit him during the dance routine. He oh also my. admitted they do not alternate with him. Me always the one who gets the knocks, he said. <laughs> Me never injure yet with the pan cover. The pan cover oh. do know nothing because it has a thing about it. We in the middle soft, but if the edge lick me, then me in a problem. Me, me remember the edge knock me one time and a problem. But the dancer, yeah, but the dancer dem na go make it touch me now because dem graduate and know how fee mech the edge avoid me, he shared. When asked about pain management, he replied, ah, me woman alone could tell you about that. Oh. In addition to his dancing talent, Toughhead recently appeared in the music video for Massacre's song Tyrant and described it as his biggest music video appearance to date. Me and enough video before that, but that at the first big video me do, he said. Despite never being injured by the pan cover, he recalled getting injured while jumping. When pain teched me one time a Bosa Tuesday, me jump too far in the sky and drop on me head. Everything good Ooh. still because of me work and me half a do me work. Me and pain good, he said. So this pan cover dances, Johnny and Juju just wail on him. They just beat the crap out of him with a pan? Uh, yeah. But not the edge. Not the edge. It's like it's sort of a trash can lid almost, what they're doing. But, and you know, if, if this is so popular, you know, I'm like pan cover, tough, uh, tough head, and YouTube, zero results. And then you Google it, and the only results is stories. So must must not be that popular. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed. A little underground seed. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. You know, maybe no cameras allowed at those uh, DJ uh, dance parties there in Jamaica. The dance hall culture in Jamaica is it's insane. The history of it. It's so cool. How they just kept inventing sound systems, basically trying to kill people <laughs> with like volume. It was just like a competition of who could make the loudest systems, and that was. <laughs> and then people would just walk around every night. And everybody play music, and if you had good music, people would just go to your place. And it was like uh, in the streets. It was just like five DJs competing in different venues, and like they'd add more sound systems and add more sound systems, and it was all about how big your sound system could be and how loud you can be, and if you could spin good music and put these. Be it was just it's incredible, incredible music. Yeah, really, I didn't understand it maybe before, and then when you kind of hear about it, it's pretty interesting. It's a real pure social movement. It's pretty cool. But Jamaica News. Jamaica News. They got back to the uh, the writing how people talk. After, after <laughs> I one, think by that was an interview. By popular demand. 